This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, Episode 316, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, Origins United. I think it's just Dark Phoenix. Okay, I never know with these things. Dark Phoenix with a circle around the X, so you know it's X-Men. So, yeah, the word X-Men is not actually in there. Anyway, we're going to see it. Road trip. Road trip. Okay. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. (laughs) To boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Palmer. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did surprise you was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Okay, we are off to see another movie. It's a Marvel movie, but it's not a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. It's the very last... Nope. Still New Mutants after this. Will it happen, though, in the theaters? It is on Disney's posters or banners that they put behind speakers when they're doing official announcements as one of their releases for, I think, 2020. So I'd say, yes, it is going to come. Okay. The second to last non-MCU Disney-created Marvel movie, probably. Probably. Uh, so here we go. We're, and we're not alone. It's me and Ben, and I brought a friend this time. It's my friend John Mitchell. Say hi, John. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being here. Yes, thank you for being here with us in spirit. In my van, and not in spirit. He's actually here. <laughs> No, he said he told the audience, "Thank you for being with us." So I was talking to the audience. Okay, they are here in spirit. Yes, John is here in person. He is not a ghost, <laughs> unless he's a force ghost. Uh, anyway, so we're talking about. <laughs> so if he's a force ghost, is this him like aged, like the time he died, or is this him at the peak of his youth? This is him at the peak of his youth, probably, Ben, because we know that Force Ghosts can change the way that they look. Uh, yes, we, we know that they can because it's stupid. Because <laughs> the originals apparently weren't good enough. That's the that, uh, Okay, I, we warned you, John. We warned you. Seriously, don't talk about it because Ben gets very emotional about the Star Wars Special Editions. And by the way, listeners, if you have uh, never listened to that episode, please go listen to it. It's it's a good one. <laughs> never have me and Ben been more divided or more heated in conversation. <laughs> You're, I don't. Yeah, but never have we been more divided. So let's talk about X Men. Okay. Now, um, 
<laughs> John, John actually has hung out with us together once before, and that was at uh, we watched 2001 together at my house, and that was fun. Yeah, yeah I I can't remember. John, did you like 2001? I like the epic soundtrack, but beyond that, it's a very trippy movie. And probably, I fell asleep actually the first time I ever watched it. And but that was the first time I ever watched it in full. So I liked a few parts, but overall, not the biggest fan. It's classic, I understand, but not. I wouldn't watch it on my own. Okay, so I just remember one of your friends was like really, like angry at it, almost that it was so bad or something like that. I don't remember that. He's uh, just ranting about it. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember that. I, I fell asleep. It was, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. Yeah, because I, I was like, no, got to recognize it for its historical. Wait, was that Wesley or uh, one of your other friends, Ben? Because there was someone else there besides me that was newer. No, that was Ben's son. <laughs> and yeah, he he doesn't rant about anything. Like he he's a teenager that you really have to really push him to get any kind of big emotion out of him. So. It could have been Brennan's brother, Spencer, maybe. Yes. I don't know. But, okay, finally, X-Men. Now, I, John, I know you have a lot of experience with the X-Men movies because we just watched through all of them a couple of months ago at my house because we do Monday movie nights and John is a regular. So uh, any other experience with X-Men besides, or specifically uh, the Phoenix character uh, besides the movies? Well, growing up, definitely watched the kids' WB X-Men, and I know you have too, because you have it on DVD. That's uh, X-Men Evolution. Yes. Very classic. Um, in terms of background experience, I get a lot of my lore knowledge from my old roommate, Mikey Garza, who we, I roomed with at Bethel for four years, and yeah, he told me about whole different scenarios with Phoenix and Dark Phoenix, and even some battles with... Um, mutants in Europe and other things like that and just uh, not too much experience so kind of going with a blank slate but I love seeing Dark Phoenix in Apocalypse that was a redeeming factor for me in that and seeing Magneto's humanity which in the original X-Men didn't see as much of but I don't know just seeing Magneto's reaction as his family died before him and seeing his humanity as a husband and a father and his desire to be good but fate has destined him to be a villain so curious to see how he plays out in this film as his character nice and obviously ben and i were both x-men veterans of comic books and and whatnot do you remember i think it was i think it was apocalypse that we did with steve and he hadn't seen it yet. Yes, yes, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so I'm I'm really curious about this movie because I just want to see how are they going to end the. I mean, New Mutants is not an X Men movie in the in the sense that Xavier and Magneto are not really a part of that movie. It's going to be its own thing. It sounds like it's going to be a horror. Uh, horror superhero kind of thing. They're doing a bunch of reshoots on it, and I think it's mainly just Disney saying, let's sink some more money into this just so we can have a decent film uh, that we feel comfortable releasing. Oh, cat. Almost ran over a cat. So, anyway, uh, I'm what I'm curious about is, with this whole second round, uh, you had um, First Class, which I loved. I adored First Class. Mm -hmm. And then there was uh, Days of Future Past, which I liked a lot, 
but part of that was just time travel stuff was in there and it was neat. Uh, and then you have Apocalypse, which really, uh, it didn't grab me. Or if it did at the time, if I liked it at the time, it, over time, I have not wanted to go back to it. I don't feel any drawing to that movie. I have not seen it since theaters. And I, um, yeah, I, so I'm just curious if this is going to elevate the series for me because, you know, Phoenix was in Apocalypse uh, as, you know, as Jean Grey, but I don't, I, I don't have any kind of connection with her. And also, you know, they brought back, um, what's her name, who was Jean Grey in the original trilogy. Uh, they brought her back for Days of Future Past, and she was just there at the school in the future that uh, that uh, Wolverine was was able to return to, and she was not the evil Phoenix monster. And so, I'm just curious, what does this mean for their timelines? And it's just very their timelines are very wonky. And yes, they are. And I'm not even going to necessarily try and piece things together. <laughs> I I just want this to be I think the intention here is this is the X-Men Endgame this is the one that wraps up everything for that X-Men universe and when you say it's the last one for all intents and purposes as far as Professor X and Magneto and Cyclops and and all of those characters go I think that this is uh, the, the final one and so I want a good ending here and so we shall see what we get out of this but I just want a decent ending. And I'm interested uh, in how they are going to uh, change the Dark Phoenix story from the one we got in X-Men 3, which was not great. Um, I mean, it had it had one cool moment, which was in the house in Jean Grey's childhood home. But other than that, it was kind of lackluster. I, I agree that it's not great. I think it had a couple more moments, though, that stuck with me. Um, there... Again, I, I've seen that one maybe three times, and that was because friends wanted to watch it, you know. Um, I, I mean, but how could it, it couldn't live up to X two anyway? Like the X X X Men was really great, X two was incredibly great, and X Men three was just oh, there's another one, and yeah, so lackluster compared to the first two, sure, absolutely. Um, but the I do like the ending. Um, with the Phoenix Force coming and uh, Logan doing what he's doing to, you know, have to kill her and stop her, and and this flesh is burning off of him and just things like that. There's there's some cool stuff to it, but ultimately, I was, <laughs> it, it's a bad ending for a trilogy, <laughs> and and for a while like that was the ending yeah, and it was yeah. terrible. Well, since we last recorded about X Men, I actually went back on Marvel Unlimited and read. Uh, a lot of the uh, Claremont stuff, and so I've now read the original Phoenix, Dark Phoenix stuff. So that's, I, that's Steve's favorite comic run ever. Uh, yeah, I either knew it was that or uh, Thor with well, Simonson. Right. Simonson. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm and I really liked it. So I'm really interested to see how much because it looks like they're doing a little bit more of the actual comic book elements of the origin with going to space and stuff. I'm very curious to, if we'll get aliens. <laughs> or whatever. So, but uh, yeah, I'm because in but to that end. Although this might be a spoiler territory, is, no, it's not. They changed this movie. They reshot the ending because the ending was originally in space, 
And apparently it felt a lot like Captain Marvel's ending. Huh. And so that's what they, that was the reason for reshooting the ending of this movie. And so I'm really curious, well, what does that mean about the ending of this movie? Like, what it, what's it going to be? Yeah, because I heard they changed it, too. They changed it from a cool space battle to a train battle, which doesn't excite me by the sound of it. But, I, but we'll see how it, uh, we'll see how it pans out. Uh, based on the trailers, I'm, I've got high hopes for this uh, as an X-Men movie. You were saying you really liked First Class. I did not enjoy first class like at all but i liked but the the i mean what i loved about first class was the vibe like i love that 60s vibe and just the way just the feeling of it in in a lot of ways i wish it had actually been the first class i wish it had actually been a complete reboot go ahead and bring in cyclops gene gray angel beast and iceman bring them in as young fresh characters complete reboot instead of what they did do with like Angel. Banshee. Ugh. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a character named Angel in that movie, and it's not actually Angel. Right. Like, what? what is that all about? What is <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And, oh, man. Oh. So, but I liked I liked Days of Future Past a lot, and uh, Apocalypse, like you said, it was okay. Um, but I, I have enjoyed, like you said, some of the vibe of their redoing the X-Men is younger and they're, they're more comic accurate. Uh, and a lot they're period pieces. And so, you know, first class was sixties and then days of future past. Um, there was the 70s stuff going on there. Um, apocalypse had the eighties stuff going on. And I'm really curious. I, I might've read this somewhere. I don't know, but are we going to the nineties again with captain Marvel? We went to the nineties and now here we are with, uh, with with this movie, are we going to the nineties? Yeah. And Cyclops still really looks like he did when he was in the eighties. <laughs> and they all do. So that's one one thing. Maybe they're not. I mean they, they may be in the eighties. I'm just are they gonna decade hop like that? I think that'd be cool. All right, we are at the theater, but we're not in a rush because our theater is switched to reserve seating. So we've got good seats. And so, also because there's like two dozen cars here. <laughs> this is, Avengers Endgame, this is not. Uh, but we will... Well, and it's the late show. Right, right, okay. So, John, yeah. right? Uh, what are you hoping for the most in this then? What's going to make this a successful movie for you? Hold it. All right, successful movie. Um... We've had, I, from the looks of this, almost a decade and a half of X-Men movies. And it looks like this director has done a majority of them. And he even did Evan's least favorite Fantastic Four. I was looking. Uh, Simon Kinberg. So, I'm... Look, Simon, Simon Kinberg is big, big in Fox. Right. With, with the Marvel stuff. And he's had some big, big popular movies, but he's also had some busts, too. So, I'm kind of hoping that, like you guys were talking about, well-rounded story bringing a close to all these characters that I grew up with because like you, you either had the X-Men movies growing up or the Spider-Mans with Tobey Maguire so it's kind of bringing a close I hope they somehow bring in the full cast like they did with Endgame and just really round out the series so then Disney can start fresh but also do a good service to these characters that you've grown up with and really uh, come to love so hopefully we'll see that Evan? Uh, yeah I, I echo a lot of what you said 
Um, I'm really interested to see how, like, if they really up Jean Grey's threat level um, to what it was in the comics where she's killing millions of people. Um, so we'll see. Um, and I don't care about Jean Grey in this. <laughs> no, I mean, in this current series, like, I don't feel like I know her. Right. And so they have a job to do. And this is going to be what makes this movie successful for me is if they're able to make me actually care about her in this movie. Because do I care about her in general? Yes. I mean, she's one of my favorite X-Men because she's one of the original five, which are my favorite X-Men. So I, I have an affinity toward her, but I don't care about this version of her. And she just did not stick out to me in the last movie. So you know, for them to hang a movie on her, they really are going to have to work hard to make her someone that I care about because that's the whole thing with dark Phoenix is the turn. Like this is somebody who was trusted, loyal, a friend. And then she becomes this evil malevolent force that does kill like a whole planet of people. And, and so I don't think they'll go that far partially because I don't think they'll go that far out into the galaxy. Unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm just really curious. How are they going to make this work for me? She's probably going to blow up a train. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> and if they do that, then they will succeed. She'll be evil. That is so bad. Uh... Trains, because they are the workforce of our backbone of our country. And... <laughs> They carry things from place to place. But the Golden Gate Bridge, though, let's not forget that in the last stand. So <laughs> That was Magneto. Right. But it was bad. It yeah, was it evil. Was yep. And all the car lights came on. <laughs> Which was, I mean, just proof of evil. Yeah. Like, like Evan, I don't, you listened to my Brightburn episode. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're describing just that level of malevolence <laughs> and evil with, right. with this train here. Yes. So... <laughs> oh man, that movie was brutal. I will, I will never watch it, Ben. <laughs> Not even Vid Angel, which no. we, which would give you like ten minutes. No, I will never watch that movie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's head in. Let's find out what this movie does for us, and we will come back, and hopefully, we will have a nice, good bookend to our X Men series, and we can say goodbye to Fox. And we can say, hello, Disney, making a whole new X-Men that has nothing to do with the MCU, but it's brand new. There you go. That's my final word. Okay, so we just stepped out of the theater. We're in our, yeah, we are in the van. It is very late. Uh, so we did not stay to not see the post credit that was not in this movie right. <laughs> uh it was a lot of fun with endgame to see everyone groan about how there was no post credit but we decided not to do that for this one although everyone stayed like good trained little puppies all 20 people yeah 15. <laughs> yeah so um spoiler free still in the parking lot and uh just quick first impression as you walked out of the theater uh, what what's what's the first quick thoughts of this movie, Evan? I liked it. Uh, the if it lost a, a star rating in the third act, but I was into it. Yeah, 
All right, John. I enjoyed it, but I think I, with Evan, I wouldn't say the third act killed it for me. But I think you mentioned earlier the build up to this movie. If it had done been done better, it, I would have liked it more. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And as far as I'm concerned, yeah, I liked it. Um, it's not the greatest of the greats. I mean, it's not going to go in the upper echelon of superhero movies of all time, but, um, and it was serviceable. Yeah. Yeah. It worked, did its job. It had some stuff with mutants and it had some stuff with Laser beams. people and it had some stuff with superpowers, uh, slight mini social commentary, I, 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 if there's more than just a little bit in that, I'm, I'm, I totally missed it. But, uh, yeah, was it satisfactory? Did it meet your criteria for being a satisfactory movie, Evan? Satisfactory, sure. John, satisfactory it was entertaining. Yeah. And they kind of made me care a little bit about Jean Grey. Yeah. All, yeah. Although that actress, she just doesn't. She's good, but she just doesn't do it for me. Like she just. Well, she. She's she's very good, but she doesn't make you think of Jean Grey from the comics. Right. Yeah. 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 But neither does uh, Cyclops. Not, he also doesn't make me think of Jean Grey from the comics. Not, <laughs> this Cyclops doesn't make me think of Cyclops from the comics. James Marsden, though, does. The original Cyclops from the Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, star rating. What's your star rating for this out of five? Evan, you said it lost a star. What's that mean? Three point. Well, I guess it lost a half star. 3.5. Okay, so it was four stars up until third act. Yeah, I was really enjoying it. I was really into it. Okay. Uh, John, what about you? Uh, Solid three. Solid three, I would say. Solid three. And, yeah, I'd probably go with three and a half. I'd waver between three and a half and three. But I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I enjoyed it enough. So, um, I'd say as far as what you're watching out for in this movie, there's some language in one scene. Right. They put all <laughs> the language in one scene. Oh, there was, but there was other parts. I mean, they they put the f bomb in one scene, right. but yeah. they they use their one f bomb that you can get for the PG-13, yeah. and there's a lot of uh, a lot of the s word. Like there was. A lot of it was under their breath, though. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's violent. It's not Brightburn. So that's good. <laughs> um, and I, w- I would say it's probably not any more violent than any other X-Men movie. No. No, I don't think so. I mean, the Days of Future Past was pretty violent when Wolverine comes out and just slices everybody to ribbons. Yeah, well, and the Sentinel stuff was also oh, yeah, pretty yeah. violent. So, um. Yeah, okay, so we're going to put the car in drive, and I'm going to hand over the microphone, and we are going to talk about it with spoilers. So here we go. Spoilers. 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 There's aliens. <laughs> There's aliens in the movie. I liked the aliens. I thought that was a cool design. 
they're just the aliens from Signs, but with yes. shape-shifting powers. Agreed. Oh my goodness. I, I'm glad you pulled that reference out. Oh, no, no, no. They, they were much better than the aliens from Signs because they stayed in the shadows and they had a texture to them. Like yeah. a really like a like a no skin muscle texture. It was I, I liked it. I thought that was cool. Yeah. It would have been cooler if they were actual aliens from the Marvel universe. That would have been neat. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know how that all works as far as like what they're allowed to use, because there's like categories and, and sections of the, the Marvel universe that you're able to put in the different movies. But yeah, this was it were it was fine. I was expecting that, like from the trailers, I was think I wasn't thinking that white haired lady was an alien. From the no, trailers, never guess that. Never well, guess that. from the trailers, I thought she was the Phoenix Force personified. You know, trying um, to. From the trailers, I thought she was just another mutant, maybe like White Queen or something like that from the Hellfire Club. Please no, not again. Uh, <laughs> like that, but maybe she was. You know, from the trailers. I thought she was just another powerful mutant who's out there to try and get her on their side. Right. Now, I had heard there was aliens in the movie, and I was really hoping for uh, Charles Xavier's alien girlfriend. But we didn't get it, and we, we might never will. There's no setup for that, though. And that, that's the problem. There's no setup for aliens at all. <laughs> no, that, they, they just appeared. Out, like, all of a sudden, here's, oh, UFO splits into three. And dogs start barking because, right. you know, that's it's very classic, classic. You know, we got the aliens coming because the dogs are barking. With yeah. a little squeal at the end <laughs> as the dog, I don't know, I'm assuming gets killed. But the thing is, though, I feel like I just got off the X-Men roller coaster ride of the past 15 years. They've tried so many different things. And as I haven't discussed in the theater, they've tried so many end credit scenes hinting the movies that they're never going to make. And that's why I gave it a three. Cause I, I don't know. It just didn't tie everything together. Like Endgame. just didn't do it. Of course not. Because it's 20th century Fox. <laughs> oh, don't be like that. No, it didn't tie everything up because there wasn't anything to tie up. That's like they true. were doing that's true. all of these movies are like, it's a different story, different decade. This was 1992, the year I graduated. Um, and, you know, although you couldn't tell, it didn't have the vibe of 1992. like the other Except days. for the newscasts. Yeah, and the, and the tube televisions. Uh, but I, I will say one of the things, Evan, can you guess one of the things I loved the most about this movie? Oh, that's, that's hard. Was it? It's a character. Was it Beast? Nope, nope. Uh, was it Storm? I really like Storm. Dazzler was in this movie. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Dazzler was in this movie. She was, I, she, I don't think she was singing in a concert. I think she was putting on the light show, singing along to the music that's coming through the sound system. But because um, it certainly did not look like she was actually singing with the intensity of the music that was happening. But well, there was voice effects. You know, like, she, she just, is that one for Mutant Powers doing voice effects? Well, but it's sound related, so there's there's no reason to not have voice effects. Oh, I thought she was just, uh, she just did light stuff. Yeah, she takes sound and turns it into light. Oh. And so, like, when she does a concert in the comics, she's on stage, and the light show, everyone thinks it's, like, part of the show, but in actuality, it is her, like making it happen 
because she's turning the sound from the concert into this light show. Oh, that's cool. Um, I really liked Storm in this movie. I mean, she was she was good in the last movie, but she was you know under Apocalypse's control, so she wasn't really stormish. Um, See, I totally forgot where she even was in in these other movies, and yeah, I I, I forgot it. She was even part of that movie. She's only been in Apocalypse, and besides uh, being Halle Berry, mm-hmm. um, was Jean only also in Apocalypse, or was Jean in? Uh, X-Men Days of Future Past also. No, she was just in Apocalypse. Um, with She came in with Scott in Nightcrawler. Right. Um, so, yeah, the Phoenix Force, uh, it was, I mean, like I was really digging what they were doing in the first act, setting up Gene, setting up the X-Men as their public figures now, um, all that stuff. I love the space stuff. That was fantastic. Uh, and then the second act with the aliens was kind of cool because uh, I didn't know where they were going with it. And then I liked the um, her going to visit her dad and all that. But, you know, the, they just haven't done the Phoenix Force justice, no. you know, like they haven't. Uh, it's still just sort of this nebulous, <laughs> literally this nebulous thing. Where it's not, uh, it hasn't, it doesn't have a personality, you know. I mean, it has a personality in X Men Three, but it's not actually the Phoenix Force. It's just a split personality that Gene has, you know. And they never, they never show the true power level of the Phoenix. So that's where it kind of. Even against. What do you mean, what do you mean they didn't the show the? They, they showed the power level of the Phoenix in like a flashback hologram thing. Right. They showed it. Yeah, okay, they did show it, but it didn't have any, like, you know, consequences for our characters or the story. Yeah, I I agree that, first of all, I mean, you got it in one movie, though. So, like, if Thanos had just shown up in one movie and done everything that he did, it wouldn't have had the effect that it would have. This is the Phoenix Force. It is meant to be, in these movies, a force. It's, <laughs> it looks like and reminds me of uh, Galactus from the second uh, Fantastic Four movie where it's just this energy force that's coming out of nowhere and it's attracted to a person who can be a vessel to hold it. And that's that's what Jean Grey is. And I I had no problem with the Phoenix Force. That, that was not an issue at all for me. Um, it just... It, the movie was bland. I, I just felt like there wasn't a whole lot of... Uh, <sighs> wasn't a whole lot of of energy and yeah it just it wasn't the greatest of movies um and the end fight scene that was decent enough i wonder why you know how it would have been like captain marvel and i have a feeling that it would have been that they would have ended up on the ship with the aliens and and that's how it would be like the end of captain marvel not the climax end of captain marvel but um, but there's no way to know right now. So, yeah. Um, any anything else you guys are coming to mind? I've been talking a lot. Uh, we can talk about the thematic stuff going on there with uh, just the whole, you know, lying to a child to protect them from uh, themselves and then expecting it to be okay forever. 
Um, that was, uh, there was some good stuff going on with that. Uh, it, the resolution of that came just really fast though. When Gene just all of a sudden, Hey, I forgive you. Uh, but, but that the whole thing is, is about, you know, doing wrong, owning up to your mistakes, uh, and accepting each other with our mistakes and, and, and forgiving each other. Uh, and I, I liked that side of things. Um, what else? Did you guys see anything else thematically that was going on in this? I really liked when she looked into Charles's mind and flashbacked on all the things that, like, acts of love that he had done, but she didn't fully realize until she saw it through his mind. Because she had seen her father and how he didn't want her and didn't want to be with her, but then how much Charles wanted to be have her a part of his family. I really like that part. Yeah, I really liked how they portrayed Charles in this because a lot of the times in the comics, they at least especially in modern comics, they try to, you know, show that he has other motives, you know, or deconstruct his character. Um and so he's not a, the good guy we all thought he was. Uh, but in this, you know, they, they kind of, some people think that, but it's shown that, no, he just, he cares, you know, and he, he's a good yeah. man. Yeah, he, what they're showing in this is that he's doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. Or no, the wrong thing for the right reasons. He's doing the wrong things for the, for the right reasons. He cares, but he's also making some really poor choices that, you know, it, it, that's life. That, that's us. You know, the, uh, anyone who has a family has, has done that where you thought you were doing the right thing. You had the right motivation, but that turns out, no, that was stupid. And that's why I have a wife to sh- show me how stupid that was and to keep me on, on track. And, and Charles bristles against people who are trying to keep him on track and doesn't want to admit that he did anything wrong because his motives were pure. He was on the path of righteousness, but his actions were not righteous actions. And, and so that end scene on the train where it's all coming down and he, he admits, he admits I did it wrong. I was wrong. I was the villain in this piece, not Gene. And I, I appreciated that. It was a little, a lot of it was quick and it was very on the nose very on the nose. I, I I cringed at the end when the bad lady says, your emotions are your weakness. Yeah. And then I'm just oh, oh no. It's coming. I know what's happening. Please stop. No. No. My emotions are my strength. Oh yeah. Went there. Okay. So, but there were some really tense moments too where with Jean as she's doing bad things and, and she's crossing those lines and doing the wrong things for the wrong reasons and you know accidentally kills Raven I, it's so weird to call her Raven uh, but accidentally kills Raven but then doesn't accidentally try to kill Magneto she's just straight up squeezing his head well, he is a mass murderer I just couldn't help but think I, I swish your head I squish your head. I squish your head. So, uh, yeah, mass murderer, yes. Um, but she's coming to him for help. And she killed the woman he loved. But, yeah, so it's it's decent. It's serviceable. And 
I doubt that I'm going to watch this again in any near future. So, and I hated the Phoenix flying in the sky at the very end. Uh, yeah, like it would have been better if it was flying through space. Yeah, pan way up, out yeah. away from the Earth and yeah. let her, but not just above the sky where Eric and Charles just happened to be playing chess. Yeah. Because I loved the chess stuff. Like yes. that was that was fun. Was, okay. All right. Eric is coming here, trying to make rest. You know, he's trying to get back with a friend. But but then all of a sudden, in the bright blue sky, bright blue sky, you see the phoenix flying. Well, they did yep. the water. In, they did the water in the second X Men. So they gotta have the phoenix come back, and she's gone. Oh wait, no, she's actually alive. But there's not going to be another movie with these characters. So, it's, I don't know. It just felt like too many loose ends. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the, the loose ends. I mean, this this was just the last chapter in, in the sense that it's a chapter and it's the last one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the loose ends don't bother me either because every single X-Men movie has loose ends. And they just are like, forget continuity. We don't care. We're just doing whatever uh-huh. we want to do. No. So, yeah. <laughs> If you try and put together any kind of timeline on this, I'm sure there's something that works. Um, but this, I'm trying to figure out not what is the timeline. I'm trying to figure out how many timelines are we actually working with here right. with X-Men? Yeah, I mean, like, even at the very end of the last movie, they make a point to show all the X-Men in their awesome 90s costumes. And then we get to this movie and, ah, nope. We're not using those. We're using the Grant Morrison costumes, which are cool, by the way. They look great on screen, but it's just another thing where they're like, eh, forget it. We're not, I don't care what the last guy did. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that. I mean, that's, hey, let's, let's run and, 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 you know, you're not going to change, you're not going to wear the same clothes for the for a whole decade. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> unless you're talking about a cool t shirt that you really love. And, mm. <laughs> And then you might, but, um, okay. So final words, we kind of like it, uh, and it's, it's decent. Um, but what's your final word about dark Phoenix, not X-Men dark Phoenix, just regular dark Phoenix. I think if you made a fan edit and you took all these X-Men movies and just made one movie, you could come out with a good movie, like a really good movie. But this <laughs> this isn't it. <laughs> so that's Evan's solution now for everything, it by is, the way. Like, oh, you know, Superman the movie and Superman 2, they're okay. But I could make them really good no. by making them in one movie. That is not what I it, said. it could actually be good. I want to do that for fun to test my editing skills to see if I can make a new story out of two movies that are perfectly good. Yeah, they're fine. I don't care. I'm not trying to improve anything there. I'm just trying to have fun. Anyway, <laughs> um, John, final word. Well, thanks for having me along, guys. And uh, yeah, it was, I guess, uh, the, the final end. And it's one of those where, you know, if you're going into this whole series hoping for and end game level ending. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen, but it ended, I guess, not on a high note, but it didn't go low either. It's just kind of, it's, it's there. It happened. It's fun. 
It's there. And now it's done. It's done. Yeah. So Disney has bought Fox. Disney got back all of their contracts in that purchase. So all the contracts are made to other companies. Uh, so now Disney is the uh, – they've, they've got it all. And so the question is, what are they going to do with it? And the answer is – Fantastic Four! <laughs> maybe – Fantastic Four. Um, everyone's talking about it'll be 2022 or whatever before we get any X-Men from Disney. And and who knows? I don't know. Uh, Disney, I don't know what they're going to do because they have all these franchises and they're competing against themselves now. So at some point, they're either going to start making fewer MCU movies so or fewer of MCU movies that have nothing to do with anything with X's. So X stuff will be everywhere again. And, you know, because we don't need Captain America or Iron Man anymore, they're gone. gone. And, and so, yeah, let's just put everything away and, and we'll just bring out the new toys instead. You know, it's the MCU is Woody right now. (laughs) X-Men could end up being Buzz Lightyear, the new toy coming into the room. And, yeah, we can say, hey, it was fun to see Black Panther, but we don't need a Black Panther too because we have all the X stuff to do now. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, but at this point... Well, hopefully, X-Men ends up being Mr. Potato Head or Mrs. Potato Head, and the Fantastic Four becomes Buzz Lightyear. That's what I want. You want Galactus. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what that means, though. Cause Mr. Figure Pot- it out. Mr. Potato Head was there all along. Mrs. Potato Head then. So Mrs. Potato Head comes along. Mm-hmm. And, and she's nowhere near as cool as Buzz Lightyear, but she's new and she's there. Yeah. Disney is putting out three, no, two MCU movies this year along with Spider-Man, which is not a Disney movie. It's a, a Sony movie. Next year, you know, they basically, what's you the, get... What's the second MCU movie? Oh, it's Captain Marvel. Right. Oh, and and Endgame, gotcha. and and so once you get all that X universe stuff in there, that's going to take up the slots, and like that's the one thing that that uh, Monopoly does not allow is a bigger uh, marketplace for ideas, mm-hmm. and and Disney by doing this has shrunk the marketplace a little bit, and we'll we'll see what happens. We'll get a Fantastic Four movie. And we might get sequels to these other movies that we had, but I don't know. I don't know. It just, we'll see what happens. So with all that said, um, Evan, it's time for us to close this down. So I already asked for final words, but you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. Good friend. John. Good night. Good night. All right. <laughs> so well, hey, there. I say, well, it that's was. okay. Hey. I'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And please listen to our next episode in spite of what just happened. <laughs> we will be back for, I'm not sure what's going to happen in our next episode, but we'll be back. And for now, Godspeed.
You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-378. And once again, thanks for listening. We warned you, John. We warned you.